Are you ready to talk about the motion picture shows? I don't know. I'd probably have to say yeah on that one, question mark. Three hours for a movie? Welcome to Football's Day. I needed this thing to end quick, fast, and in a hurry. Is it though? Is it a good movie? Yes. I think so. Welcome to Don't Be Crazy Podcast. I'm Justin Kavanagh. With me as always, Mr. Zachary Rancourt. Here we discuss and dissect what makes a film absolutely amazing or just pure rubbish. All that we ask of each other is don't be crazy. Don't be crazy, Zach. Justin, the pizza delivery boy from when they ordered pizza at the beginning of the story. Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, man. I was telling Alex about that last night. Oh, man. We were talking about Stranger Things, and she hasn't watched the new season yet. And I was like, oh, my God. It's a total pizza delivery guy. You know, the story kind of moment in that show right now. Oh, my goodness. You know, that's the same guy he actually plays. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Stranger Things. We won't ruin it too much, but... Anyways, that guy plays, uh, he plays Grindelwald in Harry Potter 7. That's a very, very quick thing when they show him in the flashback. It's like, he stole it. And they show young Grindelwald. So, uh, but you were right about him also being in Twilight. Oh, okay, cool. He looked like a a vampire. Yeah, I watched a video with him putting makeup on and stuff. And I was like, holy shit, that would take forever. All the prosthetics. Yeah. But I just thought that was funny. A pizza delivery boy! <laughs> it really is. You know, from the beginning of the story. <laughs> Do you oh, know any wings? <laughs> Love take me down to the street. <laughs> uh, role models. Check it out. If you haven't seen it, it's hilarious. Uh, but we're not here to talk about that. <laughs> Today, we are doing Happy Gilmore from 1996. Uh, one of the world's greatest golf movies of all time. It's directed by Dennis Dugan, who you might know from Beverly Hills Ninja, Big Daddy, Saving Silverman, which we also really enjoy, and The Benchwarmers. It was written by Tim Hurley and Adam Sandler. The cast includes Adam Sandler, Christopher McDonald, Julie Bowen, and Carl Weathers. Exciting stuff. Love that, Carl Weathers. He's good in... Fucking Arrested Development. <laughs> he is funny in that, the acting coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's so funny. Uh, anyway, uh, Critical Reception is pretty kind. It's a 61 on the old tomato meter there, but the audience score is 85. That's, uh, that's uh, quite a difference. It's a leap, as it were. Uh, let's see here. Owen Gleiberman from Entertainment Weekly, the old E-dubs. Says a one joke Caddyshack for the blitzed and jaded. I don't know if that's true. Uh, Brian Lowry, Mike Lowry, (laughs) for all you you bad boys fans out there, you're not doing it sexy enough. Uh, he's from Variety. He says there are about three minutes of funny material in Happy Gilmore, and pretty much all of them are in the trailer. Wow, wow, that's terrible. That is terrible. My gosh. Uh, you'd almost think that they were from Chicago. Oh, I don't, boy. I don't see any Chicago reviewers here. But um, what can you do? Uh, Kevin Carr from 7M Pictures says, There's still plenty of true immaturity to go around. Uh, Alex Orner from Common Sense Media says, Adolescent humor at its best slash worst. Lots of profanity. But I don't know. I would disagree with that only because the profanity is bleeped out because it's always presented 
where it's on camera, and mm-hmm. so it doesn't it doesn't work. It would be edited on. You play the ball where it flies. <laughs> Piece of monkey. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. It's really um, good. But yeah, so there you have that. Let's see here. The budget was only twelve million dollars. Not too shabby for nineteen ninety six. Uh, especially when Adam Sandler was, uh, you know, obviously known for his comedy, and uh, he is no longer—he's a Saturday Night Live alumnus at this point. But uh, obviously, he'd made a lot of albums, comedy albums at this time. He'd already had done Billy Madison and a couple other movies, uh, so he was well on his way. And let's see here: the gross United States and Canada was thirty-eight point eight million. Opening weekend was actually February eighteenth, nineteen ninety-six. Uh, and it brought in $8.5 million, and then worldwide, you're looking at $41.2 million. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, okay. that's in the theater. You figure once this movie came out and hit home video, forget about it. This is one of those ones that made its money back uh, in the, the long con, as it were. Yeah, this was like you have to have a uh, you have to have the VHS of it, which I think we yeah. all we all kind of did. Right. I don't, I don't really know anybody who didn't have it, but <laughs> it was it was a staple. If you if you didn't have it, you were some sort of loser. Loser. <laughs> Back to Tommy Boy. <laughs> I know you like to quote that. Driving along, driving along. <laughs> anyway, what kind of what kind of trivia do you have for us, Mister Zach? It's not John Hancock. It's Herbie, Herbie Hancock. <laughs> Congratulations on the D minus. <laughs> D plus. Way D to plus. go on that D plus. D plus. Yeah. A lot of people go to school for eight years. <laughs> They're called doctors. Oh, boy. Okay. So, I think it's um, seven years. Is it seven years? Have you does, even seen Tommy Boy? <laughs> does Tommy look bloated to you guys? <laughs> you know, the camera adds about a couple hundred pounds. <laughs> Oh, um, so we are here to talk about Happy Gilmore. And I'm just going to pr- uh, preface all this by saying we are going to be quoting a lot of this movie because it's one of the most quoted films of all time in our repertoire, I believe. Um, and I watched it on Netflix. Did you watch it on anything else, Justin? Yeah, I watched it on Netflix. Okay. Sorry, cool. Not on anything else. No, I watched it on Netflix. I also own it, but I figured I'd just watch it on Netflix because it was right there. So. Uh, Bob Barker wasn't sure if he wanted to be in the movie. When he learned that he was going to win the fight with Adam Sandler, he accepted the role. Additionally, when Dennis Dugan told Bob Barker that a stunt double would be used in the fight scene, Barker insisted on doing his own stunt, saying, wait a minute, I know how to fight. And he does. <laughs> he kind of like, he has his Duke stuff and he uses, yeah. he uses a good jab. And yeah, had enough? <laughs> no? Now you've had enough, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, ben Stiller took an uncredited role as the nursing home orderly. He's never called by his name by any of the characters but his name tag says Hal L and he actually reprises his role in Hubie Halloween I don't know if you saw Hubie Halloween or not I did not you said it was terrible and I shouldn't watch it and I listened to you yeah it's it's pretty bad but I think in the cer- I just know you you'd probably be like uh, that was a waste of time you don't know me you don't know where I'm from <laughs> you don't know what I've been through where I'm from and uh yeah it's it's not I mean uh, what's his name? Uh, our buddy Steve likes it a lot. He he just he thinks it's stupid, but he thinks it's fun. So I could I could get down with that. In real life, Adam Sandler. Stephen Alva Wood. Yeah. In real life, Adam Sandler is from ter- Canada. <laughs> terrible at both hockey and golf. So that's interesting. Um, he is a basketball guy. I know that he loves yeah. basketball, but I thought he'd be good at hockey. But it, it makes sense why he he's not a good skater. I'd be good at hockey if there were no ice. 
<laughs> just fucking run around, running around, or on rollerblades. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't do that. No. no. I gotta. I gotta use the, the old tennis shoe. Oh, there you go. I can't can't go on ice, and I can't go on wheels. Not in the cards. <laughs> Before his first tournament, Happy asked Chubbs why he didn't play a real sport like football or something. Carl Weathers was a professional football player before becoming an actor. Hmm. I didn't know that. I just knew mm-hmm. he, he went to the jungle you know, oh, with yeah. Arnold. Didn't make it out. He was all sweaty, and he's like, Dylan, you son of a bitch. Yeah, he, he, had, he was glistening. He was a <laughs> shiny man in that movie. <laughs> he was very shiny in that movie. It's going to give away his position with all that shine. The CAA got you pushing too many pencils. <laughs> uh, the NHL shop has sold hockey stick putters for many years. That's pretty hilarious. I wonder, I've never golfed with one before. Gifts for dad. There you go. Bruce Campbell auditioned for the role of Shooter McGavin, and that could have been really good, but um, uh, I, I don't see anybody other than Christopher McDonald playing him. It's just... It's, it's too it's too iconic of a role for him. Yeah, right. he's he's brilliant in that role, man. When, it's like yeah, it's like his best role ever. Oh, absolutely, and he's great in Dirty Work. Also, he kind of plays a similar <laughs> yeah. Christopher McDonald role. Always with the chihuahua in his hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what he says, but he's like, if he fucks that chihuahua, or whatever, I'm out. <laughs> <Something like laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the film was re was rewritten by Judd Apatow, which went uncredited. Interesting. We love that Judd Apatow in his nine hour movies. Yeah, it's probably the shortest Epitau film ever. It's only like 90 minutes. And Heavyweights, which Epitau directed also. Mm -hmm. Adam Sandler's favorite role and movie of his own is Happy Gilmore. And that's pretty cool. I mean, his production company is um, Happy Madison Madison, Productions. His two probably most iconic films, in my opinion. So we'll see. But if you have not seen Happy Gilmore, I don't even know what you're doing. You're you're not living right now. You need to go watch it. It's incredible. Yeah, Uh, we'll wait. You might not, yeah. You you might not like it as much as we did, but it's one of those things that we grew up with. It's like chicken nugget Happy Meals. Yeah, I mean, I was I was a sixteen year old boy when this came out, so I was I was perfect age for for Adam Sandler movies. It it hit you right there. So yeah, she dressed up as Gene Simmons. So here we go. Oh my god, when he puts the tongue in his mouth and he starts (laughs) eating it, so funny. That's off putting. And he like snaps out of him. He's like, ah, I know. Yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> I like that so much. Yeah, Go to your good. happy place. Yep. Ha- happy Gilmore is a short tempered, unsuccessful ice hockey player who lacks skills other than fighting and powerful slap shot and a powerful slap shot. He learned from his late father. After yet another failed tryout, happy learns that his grandmother owes the IRS $270,000 in back taxes. She has 90 days to pay off the debt or her house will face foreclosure. Happy sends his grandmother to live in a retirement home where its residents are mistreated temporarily until he can pay for her house. Two movers repossessing Happy's grandmother's furniture challenge him to a long drive contest using his grandfather's old clubs. With an unorthodox slapshot style swing, Happy hits a ball some 400 yards, winning $40 from the movers. As a result, he starts hustling golfers at the driving range to make quick money. There, he meets Chubbs Peterson, a club pro and former tour star who lost a hand in an alligator attack. It's made of wood. It's real sturdy. <laughs> Chubbs urges Happy to enter a local tournament where he, where the winner will earn an automatic spot on the pro golfer tour. Uh, dis- desperate to take back his grandmother's house, Happy accepts after Chubbs informs him of the significant prize money involved. Happy wins the local tournament and a spot on the tour, quickly becoming a fan favorite thanks to his long drives and unorthodox antics. 
such as asking the crowd to cheer during his swing instead of staying quiet. He also meets arrogant pro Shooter McGavin, who disapproves of his lack of golf etiquette. Though Happy has a powerful drive, his putting is terrible and his bad behavior draws the attention of Tour Commissioner Doug Thompson. Public relations head Virginia Bennett convinces Thompson not to expel Happy from the tour, citing higher television ratings and attendance and new sponsorship offers. She promises to help Happy with his anger issues with uh, anger issues. With Virginia's help, Gilmore begins to improve his performance and behavior, and the two form a romantic connection. During the Pepsi Pro-Am event, Happy plays poorly when Shooter hires a heckler, Donald, to antagonize him, and he and his celebrity partner Bob Barker get into a fistfight. Happy is fined $25,000 and given a one-month suspension from the tour, jeopardizing his chances to save his grandmother's house until Virginia secures an endorsement deal with Subway. However, the house is put up for auction... Do you need my assistance? (laughs) Unit 91. (laughs) (laughs) However, the house is put up for an auction where Shooter spitefully outbids Happy. Shooter offers it to Happy on the condition that he agrees to quit golf. Happy initially accepts, but Virginia talks him out of it, telling him that his grandmother would rather see Happy be successful. Happy strikes a deal with Shooter for the upcoming tour championship. If Happy wins, Shooter will return the to the house. If Happy wins, Shooter will return the house. But if Shooter wins, Happy will quit. Happy seeks out Chubbs, who helps him improve his short game by practicing at a miniature golf course. As thanks, Happy presents Chubbs with the head of an alligator that bit off his hand, but a startled Chubbs falls out of a window to his death. Now determined to win the tour championship. And it's sad. <laughs> anyway. Continue. Nice. <laughs> now determined to win the... <laughs> Continue the joke for all now... of you uh, Boondock Saints fans out there. <laughs> oh, there's like two of them out there. <laughs> and they're on this podcast. Oh, boy. And he is on TV. <laughs> now determined to win the tour championship for both Chubbs and his grandmother, Happy plays well and leads at the end of the third round. Desperate to win the tour championship, which he has never done before, Shooter once again calls on Donald. On the final day, Happy seems unstoppable until Donald drives his car onto the course and hits Happy, <laughs> who sustains a shoulder injury, impairing his long drivability and his focus. Shooter takes the lead, but Happy, after his grandmother arrives to tell him that the house is not important to her and she just wants him to be happy, rallies to tie Shooter after 17 holes. On the 18th hole, a television tower damaged earlier by Donald falls over and blocks the green, but Happy miraculously uses the fallen to- tower as a Rube Goldberg machine to sink his putt for the win. Shooter tries to steal the winner's gold jacket, but is assaulted by a mob of fans, led by Happy's imposing ex-boss, Mr. Larson. Happy takes back his grandmother's house, sees a vision of a 200 chubs with Abraham Lincoln and the alligator, and celebrates with his grandmother, Virginia, and his caddy, Otto. I did not know his caddy's name was Otto. That was a long synopsis. That was longer than the movie. I know, it was a long one. Good job. You made it through it. You know, one of the parts that bothers me about that final shot, though, is that when the the fans are tracking it with their heads and eyes, mm-hmm. they go up a couple of times. And I don't yeah. see how the ball can fall upwards. And yeah, that drives true. me crazy. I do I don't like the like final scene, though. Bothers me. And then when the Volkswagen's about to hit him, I don't like it when when Julie Bowen's like, Happy Lagoda! Happy Lagoda! It's <laughs> 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 <Just laughs> a weird one, scream. One of the most memorable lines from the movie, I think. Happy Lagoda! <laughs> Every single time. That's yeah, weird. She's a man. She's aged very well, Julie Bowen. She looks like the same in Modern Family as she does in this movie. It's like, holy shit. But with a better haircut. I'd say so, yeah. She had that She had that. Can I Speak to Your Manager haircut in the Happy mm. Gilmore movie. Yeah. 
There you go. So, when did you first see Happy Gilmore, and what were your initial thoughts? Was this a was this a straight up A plus 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 when you saw it as a child? So I probably saw it around the age of 10, but like I was, I mean, we were talking about this kind of before the show started is the 95 to 96 era for, for comedy films was just pure gold in my opinion. And, and we had, I had a lot of these movies on VHS or they'd be on HBO or Cinemax or TNT just on repeat. And so this kind of blends in with, with when I saw those, but I'm talking like, listen to this. So in 95, you got Billy Madison, Tommy boy, empire records, heavyweights, and Friday. Seven. That's amazing. Bravehearts. Well, I'm talking about comedies specifically. Uh, so am I. Oh, Bravehearts. <laughs> <laughs> Powder, uh, maybe? <laughs> yeah, there you go. 1996, you got Happy Gilmore, The Cable Guy, Black Sheep, and Nutty Professor. Like, those are two incredible years. Of... I, don't, I don't think you mentioned Welcome to the Dollhouse. That was uh, in 95. That movie is not very good. <laughs> Are you insane? <laughs> oh my that god! He's about a C plus for me, maybe. Oh, um, here so comes trouble. Yeah. <laughs> faith, faith, faith. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah, I think those two years were incredibly memorable for me. And Happy Gilmore is just one of those movies that that uh, goes into that that time that I remember from the '90s and is just so incredibly quotable. Um. I saw it when I was probably 10, but I've seen it countless times since it is it is or it has become a comfort comfort blanket for me, like even rewatching it for this podcast. I kind of left it on in the background. Uh, I just know every beat of this movie. It's it's so goddamn funny. I've seen it so many times and I still laugh at, at the stupidest moments. I still just just chuckle. Um, I, I loved everything about it. So, yeah, that's um that's that, those are my thoughts. Good. Well, how soon after you watched it did you first try to do Happy's golf swing? <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> I, For next, the very next time you went golfing? I had a very cheap just kind of, uh, well, I had my dad's old clubs, but I had a cheap set of just knockoff weird starter clubs. And I tried to go mess around. Um, like my friends lived out in farmland area, so we'd set up balls and we'd just try to hit them. But then, of course, when you get to... When I got to high school and I was on the golf team and I got more serious into golfing, we would mess around at the driving range, too. And we would we would do the Happy Gilmore shots. It never worked. It was so hard. It never worked. It's probably the most emulated golf shot like in history. Mm -hmm. You know, like in baseball, people have their batting stances. For me, growing up, it was always Edgar Martinez or Ken Griffey Jr., the certain bat swing. Pete Rose had a pretty unique one. Same thing with Tony Gwynn. But with golf, you don't really have any particular golfers that you can you can think of for a unique shot. But except for this fictional Happy Gilmore, it's um it's pretty remarkable. So, yes, I, I practice that quite a bit and I still would probably pick up my driver right now and go mess around with it. Yeah, there was um, God, I forget his name, but he was on the he was on the Padres in the 90s. I think he was a catcher and he had the worst fucking stance ever. And it drove me insane. And I wish I could tell you what his name was, but I can't. But I hated his stance. Mike Messina. No, nah, I'm just kidding. That no. wasn't him. Jorge Alfaro? <laughs> He's new. No, no, no. It doesn't matter. But I'll, I'll figure it out. Before this podcast is Santiago? Over, no. No. Quit naming names. I will, I will <laughs> get it to you in a minute. Calm down. Um, but he had a terrible stance. It drove me crazy. His leg, his left leg would just stick straight out like towards the pitcher, and it drove me insane. I hated it. But that's neither here nor there. 
I hate him so much. I don't remember his name. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I I actually got the the maybe like one out of ten of the of the swings would work for me uh, at the driving range. But I mean, it didn't go four hundred yards, but it went straight and you know like two something like two twenty, but uh, <laughs> two something two something. Um, but I always had a good time. Super Mega A number one good time. <laughs> but yeah, I saw it when I was sixteen. And I, too, was on the golf team. And I can tell you right now that we wasted so much goddamn time (laughs) (laughs) recreating uh, scenes from that movie. (laughs) So ridiculous. So did we. We always did. And there was a golf, uh, a driving range that we used to go to in in, uh, my hometown called Eaglemont. And the the guy knew what we would do up there. He's like, guys, no tower shots. Because there was this water tower that was to the right of the driving range. And we would always try to aim for the tower. And what do you do when you're an adolescent and someone tells you not to do something? You got to do that. So we would do our Happy Gilmore shots or just regular drives and try to hit the tower. It was uh, it was pretty stupid. Yeah, sounds like it. My but me and my buddy Dan O'Neill, we used to just do it all day long, and it was so stupid. Get in trouble, but whatever. <laughs> um, good times. But um, so Happy has an explosive temper with a with a short fuse, as it were. Uh, have you ever had any anger issues and have you ever blown up whilst playing any sport to the point where you maybe even got physical? Yeah, I, I, I had anger issues growing up. I, I mean, even until into my 20s and stuff, I've gotten way better over the past decade with them, um, even the past five years, substantially better. So I won't lie and say that I sometimes have anger issues, but um, I know how to control a lot more now. But in terms of blowing up during a sport, not really, or not that I can think of, um, no youth sports, no high school sports. I do remember one time when I was pay- playing youth football, I I can't remember what happened or how it started, but I remember I took my helmet off and I threw it on the ground because I was really mad about a play. And my coach told me, I'm going to sit out for the rest of the game. That made me even more mad. But then I realized I was like, whatever. I was crying because I was young. I was probably like 12, but... I kind of I realized, oh, yeah, I probably shouldn't be doing that. So, um, yeah, that was a bummer. And uh, I lost my temper for that. I was playing softball in later life and, you know, like beer leagues. It's just all fun and shits and giggle giggles. And I was playing catcher and this guy, everyone was joking around and having a fun time. But this guy comes up and took it way too serious. He was the type of guy that has his own softball bats and has his bag. And he like his life revolves around softball tournaments. And we were just kind of like, dude, we're having fun with this. But anyways, he um, I was just I was like, oh, outside pitch or whatever. And he was saying stuff to me. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See what happens next or whatever. And and I was like, whatever. And he continued to say other things to me that were a little more inappropriate. And I was like, what's this guy's deal? Because it really killed the vibe where everyone was laughing and he just took it way too serious. And so then I just kind of got fed up and I'm like, dude, just just play ball. He's like, what, you going to do something about it? I'm like, come on, man, we're playing softball here. (laughs) And um and I let it be. He struck out and I, I just kind of laughed. I was like, see you later, chump. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he uh, he, well, he didn't like that too much. Game was over. I was walking away with my friends and he comes up. He's like, hey, you, you want to do something about it now? And I was like, dude, you need to back off right now. He's like, no, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm not going to do anything, but I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to do any fucking thing. And he stops and I like I take my glove off and he's like, all right, man, we're cool. We're cool. And I'm like, are we cool? <laughs> so. Um, are we square? Are we square? <laughs> I, I got I got a little I got a little heated from that. And because um, he, he wanted to fight and I'm and all these people were looking. I'm like, I'm not going to fight this guy. This is so stupid. But 
um, I think as soon as I started really kind of, you know, puffing my chest up and getting into it, cause he could see that I was starting to get aggressive. He didn't really want to mess with me. So you didn't want to take your shirt off like Hulk Hogan. No, maybe, I should have though. Point at him. I should have done the ear thing, like <laughs> listen to the crowd. Yeah. 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 And then, oh, well, they're, tell- they're telling me to kick your ass. Guys. I should have. Got- I should have got on one knee and felt like I was. I, I was going to lose. Or I was going to tap out, and then all of a sudden, I just grab one hand and start shaking it. Shaking. Like, yeah. Then your power. That's how you. You know, Hulk is coming back. So maybe give him a big leg drop. <laughs> so stupid. It's like yeah. the worst finisher ever. <laughs> I know, right? I haven't, re- but I haven't really gotten mad over other things. I haven't broken anything that I remember. Um, I mean. I don't really do that now, even when I get super mad. I don't punch things. I just kind of just if I if I ever get super mad, I'll go like scream into something like a pillow. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't punch anything. It's just there's no sense in that. I don't want to damage my I don't want to hurt myself or hurt anybody else or or any property. So, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not. Uh oh, here comes a butter throw. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> this is a new Happy Gilmore. <laughs> So. I punched a hole in the wall once, and I wasn't even mad. <laughs> I was just like, just hitting it like a for funsies. He really does not like that wall. <laughs> like I was, I was walking through the doorway. And, you know, there there's no, there wasn't an actual door, but it's a doorway. You know, uh, it just has like a jam, but there there was no door. And I was walking through it, and I just like punched the fish, like like speed of hand kind of thing, and uh, <laughs> and my fist went right through <laughs> the wall. I was like, holy shit! I didn't mean to do that. I was, I was like, I was in a good mood. I was going to play video games and everything. I was just like, shit. So then uh, the short-term fix was I just hung a photo over it. And then the long-term fix ended up being when we moved out, we had to, you know, go to Home Depot and get like a kit and put like the the, the newspaper through there and the patch and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Sorry I, about that. <laughs> I had a party at my house when I was like 21 and my friend was trying to drive drunk. And I was like, no, dude, like, cause I wanted to be a cop this time, but also you shouldn't drive drunk. And I was like, no, give me your keys. Like you're, you're not leaving. And he was trying to yell at me and he's like, you can't tell me what to do. And I was just back and forth and no one really had my back. They're like, just let him drive. And I, I was angry. So he left and I punched a hole in the wall and I just was just super heated. Uh, I had a patch it too. And obviously that was a really stupid thing to do, but it was me just exerting my emotion and my anger towards the situation that I couldn't control. But you could have punched the hole in the wall and then put his keys in the hole. That would have been pretty fun. Yeah. I should have done that. The files are in the computer. Yeah. Like, you ain't going nowhere now, bro. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There you go. Now, do you have a happy place? We've, we've seen happies. <laughs> we've seen his nightmare place and his happy place. Do you have a happy place? And what does it look like? Can you paint us a picture? Yeah, probably something tranquil that I've been to before, um, like the mountains or just a peaceful lake. Uh, I try to just focus on the good things that I have in life and and stop and realize it could be way worse or or I stop and I breathe and I think about why I'm upset. And is this something worth getting in a fight or an argument over? How can I control the situation? And And basically what it comes down to is only control what you can control. And so just try not to sweat the little things. And it's taken years of practice. I've gotten a lot better at it. But there are moments when I still get frustrated with, you know, work or or life or friendships or whatever. And I really just have to stop and pause and be like, okay, is this something I need to be doing right now? And I just need to maybe focus on on music or, yeah, the outdoors or whatever. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely nice. Stop. Collaborate and listen. Yeah. Zach is back with a brand new edition. <laughs> Zach? 
Yeah. I think it's ice. No, theirs goes. Dun, 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 ice. Dun, dun. Ours goes. Dun, 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 ding. Ding. So, so stupid. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. Yeah, finding a happy place can be tough sometimes. Not going to lie. It's uh, it's exhausting. Maybe if you can just get lost in that happy place and never come back. <laughs> that would be nice sometimes, too. But I don't have anything to complain about. I used to, but not anymore. Now I'm always in my happy place. <laughs> I could see some moments that you could probably have a couple anger blow ups, but you oh, are man. you are pretty happy go lucky. But I knew I know that you got this anger up inside of you. You can't talk I to do. your mama, so you talk to your dad. <laughs> I got this killer up inside <laughs> of me. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. And uh, I one time I joked. Uh, you remember in like the first season of Game of Thrones when there was uh, her Danny's brother of uh, a series, and he used to say, "Careful, or you'll wake the dragon." <laughs> yeah, I was like. I I felt like a rumbling, you know, and I was like, uh oh, I'm about to wake the dragon. I was getting, <laughs> I, I was laughing about it, but I mean, deep down, I was just like, oh, okay, okay, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fun. Nothing yeah. is fucked here. Yeah. The goddamn plane has crashed into the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I try. I just go up. Oh, that's the way the world works. You know, like the whole world's against me. I must have just been a horrible person in another life because I, I. I have just rotten luck, man. Whether it just be getting every single red light or or only seeing like fucking commercials on the radio, you know, like when I turn on the radio and this is that time of day where every channel plays commercials or something like that. Or when I go to a restaurant, they're out of what I went to go get. <laughs> I can't tell you how often that happens. And it, it's like, why? Why me? What did I do? What did I do in a past life that was so horrible that I am in pain for it right now? <laughs> and I try really hard not to get upset. I'm just like, okay, all right. That's the way the world works. That's been happening with the weather for me lately. Somebody who thrives in the outdoors uh, with it being crap weather in Seattle, we've only had maybe five days that have broken 70 this entire 2022 year, which is insane. Wow. And and today it was supposed to be 74 and it's overcasty and, and 65 where it might rain later. So for me, it's just so morose to look outside and see it like that. Right. And and it, it's it's such a bummer. So but I mean, I can't control the weather and no one can. Uh, I went to Ben Connery weekend. can in that movie, The Avengers. Uh, yeah. He controls so can, the weather. So can Storm Halle Berry. What was the other one? Geostorm. Was that a movie? Yeah, the movie's terrible. Is Halle Berry in that? No. Ah. That's Andy Garcia's in that movie, I think. Yeah, probably. Andy Garcia's in everything. Like The Godfather Part 3. (laughs) Black Rain. Ocean's 11. (laughs) 11. Thanks thanks (laughs) to doing Denver when you're dead. Yeah. He's in everything for crying out. He's in everything. Yeah. (laughs) He's everywhere. I think that's the extent of my Andy Garcia. (laughs) I know, me too. Movies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah. It's it is it is tricky. Find a happy place, and I and I hope you can get there. We were um, I forget what we were watching, but somehow sharper image came up, and I remember thinking that they had those little Zen gardens where you just kind of raked the dirt. <laughs> it was like a it's like just this little this little uh, pot of dirt that you would just rake. It was kind of dumb, but that is stupid. Apparently it works. The guy made a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, that it goes up there with the jump to conclusions, Matt. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but my goodness. Moving on. Uh, other than Happy Gilmore, can you think of any other golf movies that you enjoy? 
Yeah, totally. So Tin Cup is always a really good one. Um, Love Tin Cup. Yeah, Tin Cup is excellent. I saw that one around the same time too because it was a 90s film. Didn't really appreciate it until later life when I watched it again. And It's just, long. It's like yeah, two hours and 15 minutes. It's a long but, movie. <laughs> I really do like that. Um, it's the second best movie behind uh, Waterworld that Kevin Kevin Costner has ever done. Oh, man. I take, <laughs> I take Robin Hood and I know. Silverado over uh, Waterboy there. Exactly. Uh, Caddyshack, of course. Caddyshack is one of the all-time classics. And when we were on the golf team, we would quote Caddyshack all the damn time. Just uh, so good. Love that movie. The greatest game ever played was Shia LaBeouf. That one was really well done as <laughs> yeah. well. How's it going, Mr. Taft or whatever? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's like, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, or whatever the kid says. Mm-hmm. He was good. Uh, and then apparently there is another one out that I heard was pretty awesome. It has Mark Rylance and um, Sally Hawkins. It is called Phantom of the Opera, or I'm sorry, uh, Phantom of the Open. Um, it is a basically about a golfer who snuck on to the U.S. Open Tour. No one who knew who he was, but he competed. And it was supposed to be pretty good. But I do like Mark Rylance a lot. So but there aren't that many great golf movies, though. What about The Legend of Bagger Vance? I didn't like that one. Will Smith was slapping everybody too much in that movie. Yeah, I've never seen it. <laughs> Keep my caddy's name out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the angry sort. He is. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Tin Cup and Caddyshack, those are those are pretty good. Caddyshack soundtrack alone is just really good, too. Yeah. I'm all right. Don't yeah. nobody worry about me. Exactly. Good, good, good. All right. Um, so there's a pretty nasty breakup at the beginning of the movie. And have you ever gotten into a screaming match with your girlfriend or had a bad breakup like that? Did you try to woo her back with the soothing sounds of your singing voice? Like a siren calling out to a sailor lost at sea? I've never like, been. I want to kiss, kiss you all over and over and again. Oh man, he's like, I've seen those lousy finger painting that you do that you bring yeah. home and they suck. <laughs> oh, I love it. You're not any good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all you ever talk about is being a hockey player, but there's just one problem: you aren't any good. <laughs> you aren't any good. I am good. <laughs> and you know what? You're a lousy kindergarten teacher. Oh my god, it's so funny. The guy, the guy who worked at Subway went to high school with me, so he gave us extra meatballs. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I haven't had screaming matches. Uh, I've had arguments, or I've tried to just get clarity on situations. But uh, an ex of mine, we broke up four times in our relationship, in our year-long relationship. Wow. It was, there was a Nine lot to it. Times. She, she Four times. She had a lot of, uh, she had a lot of, anxiety and she had lost her dad less than a year before we uh, started dating and since I lost my dad it was something I could empathize with so I had to talk her through things her basically the long and short of it was that she at the first sign of trouble she decided to just pull the plug and end it because she didn't want to be hurt and I told her because she was terrible at communication I was like you can't do that that's not how that's not how the world works because there's miscommunication with when like how something happens, but you and I need to basically discuss how we're feeling and and what and get clarification on the situation or clarity on the situation in order to process things, because that's what, you know, normal adults do is they communicate. Um, it was actually really uncanny because she she broke up with me four times and it was always before or during a music event. So the first time was before we were supposed to see Dead Mouse, who was the DJ. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the second time was literally hours before we were supposed to see a John Legend concert. And the third time was when I was at a uh, tool concert in the gorge and I got a text message and I told my friend, I was like, watch, she's probably going to break up with me and sure as shit she did. But luckily I was at the tool concert. So I was like, whatever, <laughs> I'll deal with it later. We had a long discussion afterwards. Um, but, uh, and then the fourth and final time was just, I don't know, maybe I was listening to music or something like that, but <laughs> the fourth and final time was <laughs> we were done. So I haven't been in screaming matches per se, but I've definitely been in, in conversations where I'm like, are you serious right now? And, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever even yelled at another person before. You yell at me all the time. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. <laughs> no, I don't You're even know how to yell. I've you exclaimed, like, I suppose, but I've never yelled. You were like, I haven't seen Jurassic Park yet. I have a kid, you idiot. And I was like, I know you do. I'm not uh, saying you don't. I definitely didn't say that. <laughs> I know. I'm not allowed to use the idiot word. I don't like idiot. I, Because I, I, I don't like being felt like... I don't feel like being called stupid. I think stu- being called an idiot to me is offensive. I get where you're, how you say it. You don't mean it. You're just like, oh, yeah. Uh, but, but for yeah. I still it's still a sensitive thing for me because I got teased when I was younger and I just didn't like the idiot sure. thing. So. I, I respect that. I don't say it. Yeah, no. Um, I'm that way with shut up. I never say I have never told anyone to shut up before. You Not say, even like a shut up. Shut Not even up. like that. <laughs> I don't do it. Interesting. Yeah, I find it offensive. Oh, okay. Frankly, I find the idea of a bug that thinks offensive. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not a screamer. I've moaned. Whoa, <laughs> this is a family podcast. <laughs> uh, I mean, I had really good ice cream and I moaned. Um, <laughs> so Shooter McGavin is an outstanding villain. You hate the man, but he's so goddamn funny and quotable that you kind of like him in a weird way. What are some of your favorite lines from Shooter, and where do you rank this golf pro amongst the scum and villainy? of movie baddies shooter mcgavin is arguably one of the best and most memorable comedic villains of all time i i I think that just his name alone shooter mcgavin it's (laughs) it's brilliant (laughs) it's brilliant and that you know like yeah i it's it's perfect and I, i i i'm just blown away with how well it fits into this role and christopher mcdonald like we were talking about is is such a genius, and this is his most iconic role. You know, he's he's been in he's other... in Breaking, you know, and he's a good guy in Breaking, <laughs> and he's in Quiz Show, and uh, you know, you're right, I'm yeah, Jack Barrett. Jack, Jack Barrett. <laughs> um, he's in a lot of a lot of stuff that we've seen, but people will always remember him as Shooter McGavin. I mean, he's one of those those celebrities that you could probably you wouldn't remember his name, but you'd be like Shooter McGavin. Hey, what's up? I, I'm sure he loves that. So it's. It's fascinating, but uh, I have a lot of favorite lines of shooters, um, and I, I actually say these quite a bit. I almost say them. I say them almost like every day, too, because this is just one of those quotable movies for me. I say I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> say that often. So uh, on that line, you know, when he, when he asks him, like, you eat pieces of breakfast, when he goes... Yeah. No, no. <laughs> that's, that's how I say no a lot because of that. No. <laughs> I could see that totally. But his his physical humor in this movie is is remarkable. The guy mm-hmm. does a really good job. There's a lot of physicality to this role and he just brings it, man. Like yeah. I honestly, I mean Bruce Campbell is great and all, like you mentioned in the trivia, but fuck man, Christopher McDonald, he just he knocks it out of the park, man. Just all that stuff. It's really great. 
just stay out of... How am I supposed to chip with that? <laughs> hey, you're, you're stepping on my lines. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> well, I'll jump to that one. Uh, okay, yeah, so where do I have it? Uh, oh, yesterday I saw two fat naked bikers in the woods off of 17 having sex. How am I supposed to chip with that going on? <laughs> One thing I say a lot, too, is I go, here's a free lesson when he gets in. Um, oh, yeah, and he's not even looking. Yeah, yeah here, here's a free lesson. Uh, I, I always say, you know what else could draw a crowd? A golfer with an arm growing out of his ass. Um, he goes, yeah, right, and Grizzly Adams had a beard. And then Lou Trevino's like, Grizzly Adams did have a beard. And the same thing, physical comedy. He looks and he's like, oh, shit. He's <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> um, trying to reach the green from here, shooter? I'm afraid that's impossible, sir. I beg to differ. Happy Gilmore accomplished that feat no more than an hour ago. Well, moron, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Give so Happy Gilmore, oh my God. <laughs> hey, shooter, you missing your nine iron? Oh, that's so great. <laughs> the nail comes out next week. Well, you can hardly notice it. <laughs> when he's like, oh my God, that's so great. <laughs> Good thing for Happy Gilmore, oh my God. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, good oh. for you. You can count. Or he goes, oh, you can count. Good for you. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, my God. I have too even, many. even his screaming at the end when he's not mm-hmm. even on camera anymore and you just hear him like, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, no. <laughs> Getting his ass just beat. It's so great. Just stay out of my way. Out of my way. Or you'll pay. Listen to what I say. <laughs> I just may. <laughs> it's unintentional rhyming, but it, it happens. Oh, man. So, yes, Shooter McGavin is incredible in this movie. I absolutely love Christian McDonald, and I could quote him all day. Yeah. No, he's great. Love him. So, Happy lacks patience, and rather than taking his time to learn how to play golf, he just jumps right in head first. Can you think of a time when you were advised to wait on something, but you just couldn't do it? And did you struggle, or did you actually make the right call? this one was hard i'm sure there are other instances that i probably should have waited um maybe like a a work assignment or maybe buying something just because i was anxious are you an impulse buyer i wouldn't say impulse buying but i just mean in certain senses maybe if people are like you got to wait until this because that's when the price will drop when the sales happen (laughs) yeah or like you know just um this might be available so why don't you just wait a little bit and i'm like uh i think i just want to do it now um, I don't think I can't think of any time like like in a golf situation or like a sports situation where it's like, I think you need to set aside some time before you do this. But I would say like dating, I definitely have been anxious. So I've I've pulled off or I've said something that I probably could have waited on and maybe self-sabotage something. I've gotten a lot better at that throughout the years, but that'd probably be the only thing I can really I can really recall in in uh, in my memory. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, I think when I was a kid, you know, I always had a thing where if I got a ch- like a birthday check for like $10, that money was spent <laughs> like 10 yesterday. seconds later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad was always like, why don't you save it? Why don't you save it? And then, um, you know, I never did. But then once, you know, I got a little older, like um, as an adult, and, you know, if you just all of a sudden you just go like two weeks without spending money or something, you're like, fuck, I have all this money in my bank account. How did that happen? And uh, it was funny (laughs) when you have that aha moment, like, oh yeah, I don't need to buy all this shit. You know, then eventually 
uh, hopefully you learn that sooner rather than later, you could have quite a sizable, you know, nest egg and everything. But when you just go out and buy every goddamn thing that you want, like I remember you telling me that you used to buy movies all the time. Oh shit, I and, used to buy movies all the time. And so just kind of looking back on that, if maybe if all of a sudden all those movies disappeared and you had all that money back in your bank account, wouldn't that be an interesting number that you saw? <laughs> I'd <laughs> when have you checked so your balance? many. <laughs> Justin, I would have probably like five grand. I kid you not. I would have uh, so yeah, much money. I don't doubt it. Yeah. That's incredible, right? So, I mean, it's just one of those things like where we have this, we all like want gratification in some way, whether it be, you know, playing sports or buying something. You know, I think the pandemic probably did a number on quite a few people where you were just stuck in your house and you're like, what am I going to do? Oh, well, I have this Amazon app on my phone. Let me just fucking buy shit all day long. <laughs> I and do need a coaster. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like shit that you're like, are you serious? So, yes. yeah, that happens. I'm, I mean, and if you're just a little bit more patient, then, you know, you can find a way around it. But it is crazy. I, I too, don't have too many, like, life lessons that I learned, you know, by not being patient. But I, I wish I had. And maybe I did, and I just, now I'm old. I'm so old. I turned 42 in 15 days. Oh, my God. But who's counting, right? I am every day. <laughs> exactly. I, I hate the idea that it is possible that I have fewer years in front of me than I do behind me. I think I'll, I hope I live a long time, but just that very thought of that makes me sad, especially oh, now, like with, with Henry and everything. And I just look at him, I'm like, fuck, I hope I see this guy, you know, grow up and, and fall in love and, and, you know, rock out to his favorite music or whatever, watch his favorite movie with him and just see him smile and all these things. And I'm like, fuck, I hope I don't miss any of that stuff. And then it starts to get scary when you think about it. Mm-hmm. You won't. I'm optimistic. Sure. You're going to be. Live until you're 140, rocking oh. in the rocking in the free world. Be one of those little heads in a jar, like in Futurama, or like in Beetlejuice, the shrunken heads. I don't like that. I thought do I, I do have a tiny head already. You do? It's weird. I think so. Like my FlexFit hat is like a small medium. Oh wow! Yeah, I guess I didn't know. I guess I didn't know exactly. You're hypnotized. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Uh, where was I? So Chubbs lets Happy know that he's a natural-born talent. Do you have any talents? Are, are you, can you be on America's Got Talent? Are you genuinely good at something? Bow staff skills, drawing ligers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I... I computer hacking skills. Computer hacking skills. <laughs> this one gang wanted me to join. but um, So I am good at remembering random facts, uh, especially like movie facts, and it works really well for trivia. Car I'm I'm kind of yeah. There you go. Meet meet cars. Meet cars. Meet cars. I I just definitely am able to remember specific actors or scenes or bits and pieces of, of films. Oh. I'm terrible at remembering quotes and and song <laughs> lyrics. I mess them up all the goddamn time. But I I know like every pretty much every quote you say. I'm like oh okay I know what that's from. Uh, I just remember little bits and pieces of that. Um, it's just not uh, uh, an HD picture. I'm more of a 720p kind of picture guy. So that's how my mind works. I'm also very, very good at outdoor activities. Like they're some of my passions, but hiking. I know that sounds weird to be good at hiking, but they're <laughs> I'm super- good at walking up yeah. things. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more to hiking than I just got that. Sticks and a backpack. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more to hiking than just that. But um, drinking I, water. Yeah, just knowing breaks. having having your pace and uh, knowing the elevation and knowing how to place your feet on certain things. I am a very very clumsy person. Um, I see final destination. It. I see things fall before it happens, and I still do it. And I'm like, what the hell? What am I doing? But when I'm outside and doing activities, I could be doing handstands outside and just and, and not falling. Um, 
I don't know what it is. I'm incredibly deaf when I'm outside. So, do you think you'll meet your demise in a hiking incident? <laughs> yeah, probably at a certain point, but probably not until I'm a lot older. I, I still practice caution and and I'm smart about things, but there are certain things that are out of my control for sure. I go and I sit on edges of cliffs, so that's probably not the best idea. But yeah, for your Tinder profile photo. Nope, I don't do that anymore. But um, yeah, and then I'm I'm really really good at navigating and not getting lost for the most part. I've been lost before for sure, but when I go to a new city or when I go out into the mountains or just something, or even if I've been one place once, like your place, I I know how to get there without using a GPS. Um, and I've only been a couple times. It's just one of those things that I can remember, like landmarks, uh, and I remember the direction of of, of travel. And um, I might get turned around here and there, and that's fine. But I really try not to use my Google Maps if I if I have been there at least once, or if I kind of know an idea of where it's at. So uh, it helps when we're outside because it just it works really really well. Um, I'm also along. I'm sticking with the outdoors thing. I'm good at building campfires. One thing my dad taught me was how to build a proper fire, um, very much like in the Boy Scouts and stuff. And he taught me how to do it. And I've just kind of mastered that. So it's I take pride in making good campfires and keeping them going. It's like my thing. So those are some of my talents. That's I cool. don't know. I'm, a, I'm an exequent, er, exequent. I'm an excellent lover too. <laughs> you talk good. <laughs> <laughs> car handle, car handle real good. We play pretty good. Good. I wish I was good at stuff. I'm not. Yeah, you are. You're no. good at. Yeah, you're hilarious. You're good at making me laugh. You're good at making other people laugh. Nah. You're, you're good at bringing out the ridiculousness. You remember everything. You have a steel trap for a memory, and you can recall all of that. You're very good at board games and video games. You always kick my ass at video games. I'm intimidated whenever we play the, no. your, your, your cabinet stuff. You're just like, watch this sweet move, and then you could do like a finisher. And I'm like, I just all I hit was punch. Yeah, <laughs> I just kept hitting punch. <laughs> um. Yeah, I hit, I hit down up punch. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> and, you're then, good. and then it did the move. <laughs> no, you're good at all of that too. It's no. it's great. Yeah, no, it's it's you're you're an encyclopedia. You always remember everything, and it's it's awesome because I'm like, who was that guy? You know that guy? He hit the baseball, and you're like, oh, that was Salvador Perez, number twenty three. <laughs> I didn't remember who that fucking Padre player was that used eh, to drive me nuts. You'll re- you'll remember it. I can start with an M. Yeah, you'll remember it in no it's time. Fine. I don't think so. I've already I've already given up. I'm a quitter. You're a good salesman, too. Oh, okay. I'm one of those. You sold me on the idea of you, and I don't no one wanted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're, you're a person that's in the high fives. Now's the time. Yeah. Not don't be I'm a driving. caricature. <laughs> Never be a caricature. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's like one of my favorite lines in the office is when he's like, if you're into high fives, now's the time. And then, like, Andy lifts up his hand. Not while I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway, well, I appreciate that. I don't think I'm nearly as good as you think I am, but I'll take it. I'll take the compliment. So, uh, Happy is an unorthodox golfer that uh, draws quite a crowd. Do you have any favorite athletes that resonate differently with fans? Like maybe uh, they have a piss poor attitude, but you still root for them, or maybe they're not the best player, but you know you genuinely like them more than most. Either one will work. Yeah. Um, so I think for. Some some players that yeah I mean they're liked world you know they're world renowned and and globally they're liked but I know I personally know a lot of people that just don't like them uh, but I'm thinking like Kevin Garnett a lot of opposing fans like Knicks fans just hate Kevin Garnett but Kevin Garnett is one of those players who plays with such ferocity and he says his enemy is always the person he's playing against and I love that because that dude was an amazing player to watch and he just had this you know 
this uh, vicious nature when he was on the court. So I loved it. Bryce Harper, same kind of thing. There are a lot of people I know that don't like Bryce Har- Harper, but I, I love watching the guy play. He's he's an incredible baseball player. Same thing with Mike Trout. Um, as a Seattle fan, we see him a lot and he just crushes us. But how can you not like Mike Trout? He's he's incredible to watch. It's it's it's, you know, once in a generation uh, talent out there. And I, I love watching him. Max Verstappen, uh, you know, for Formula One for Red Bull. I don't like Team Red Bull, but holy shit, Verstappen <laughs> is good. And some of my British friends just cannot stand Verstappen because he he kind of gets angry at things. You know, he's like, this fucking thing isn't working. The DRS isn't working. And then at the end of the race, he's like, hey, thank you guys for everybody. That was such a good race. I'm glad we took one. We took first. And it's so funny because he's so back and forth. But he really is like one of the greatest drivers we've seen. And so uh, watching him or even Lewis Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton is struggling this year. And you really start to see the, the metaphorical wheels come off because he's starting to complain about things. And you're like, but Lewis you're like the greatest driver of all time. Statistically, you should be able to handle this. And I get your frustration, but maybe just suck it up a little bit. Well, he also has debilitating back problems. So anyone that's ever had a back problem, you immediately go from like, you know, chill to just like Hulk smash because you're just so angry at the pain that it hurts so goddamn bad. But uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. But But I think think Verstappen has like Asperger's or something. I think he's, he, he has a different way about it. <laughs> I, I would I would 100% agree with that because I, I think you're right where he he can be cool and calculated, but then there are times when he just kind of freaks out and stuff, and you're like, holy shit, maybe too much Red Bull? But <laughs> uh, Yeah, he just he doesn't have a filter, really. He just kind no. of says what he... I think that's more the key is that I don't think he has a filter. But, yeah. I mean, obviously, you're driving 210 miles an hour. It's okay to to be concerned about safety or something like to- that. You totally. Know, so. And, and yeah, nothing against either of them. They're both two of the greatest. Sounds like you hate ever. them both and you hate their fans even more. That's oh, what I'm getting from no, this conversation. I, I like both of them very much. Um, I actually really like Tom Brady, even though a lot of people can't stand him for some reason because he wins a lot. <laughs> yeah, Cause he's like the best. <laughs> yeah. I, w- one girl, one girl I know that was, we were all hiking together and she was like a Eagles fan or, or I can't remember what kind of fan she was. And, she said, uh, or a Packers fan, and she didn't want to root for Tom Brady in the Bucks because I was like, well, what's your reasoning? She's like, I hate Tom Brady. I go, what's your reasoning? She goes, because he's a pretty boy. And I said, what? So you don't like him because he's an attractive man? That's just very odd. He, he looks like Frankenstein's monster to me. He's got like an interesting forehead. But he, I think one of the problems is, you know how there's like that X factor where somebody is just, usually it's a good thing. You know, there's that, that certain something that just elevates them to another level that you can't describe. I think he has that, but in a negative way where people are just like, I don't know. I'm just not vibing with the guy. <laughs> just change your face. I don't know what it is. But... <laughs> yeah. I honestly think that that has a lot to do with it. So then any type of, you know, photo or like, you know, how he kisses his dad on the mouth or whatever. Right. That's weird. And so eh. people mm-hmm. are just like, ugh, I, I can't stand Tom Brady. But I mean, he's just one of those guys that wins all the time. Jeff Gordon had the same problem, right? Yeah. Everyone hated Jeff Gordon when he came in a NASCAR. Because he was just winning like fucking thirteen out of the thirty races, that's a problem. Like that's that's weird that a guy is able to just turn like literally run circles around the competition. And these these old timers that have been winning races their whole lives are all of a sudden like the worst, you know. And this kid comes and fucks it all up. And I remember, you know, in the nineties, everyone hated fucking Jeff Gordon because he and the reason why because he won all the time. What kind of, the hell kind of reason is that? It's like, you know, you don't want Michael Jordan to, to fucking dunk all day because he's just too good. That's just absurd. Yeah, the 
I remember Jeff Gordon too, and I remember Jeff Foxworthy saying that people hated NASCAR drivers hated him because he could enunciate. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I was yeah, like, a whole bunch of redneck boys. Yeah, he yeah. talks funny. So, um, and then finally, LeBron James and Tiger Woods, uh, both are you know some of the greatest players of all time in their sport. But there was a lot of off-court backlash for both of them. A lot of people don't like LeBron because kind of the same thing as Tom Brady. People just don't like greatness, and so it's weird to me. I'm. I don't get it. Um, specifically, back to Verstappen, how people are like, I just don't like him. I'm like, why? I love him and I love Sergio Perez, but I just don't like Team Red Bull. And it's not that I hate Team Red Bull. I just kind of, I, I don't know. They have this arrogance about them, but they can back it up because they're really good and their cars, their cars handle really good. So, um, yeah, there's uh, there's that. And then the second part of your question uh, players who were maybe not the best player that I like more than most. So Doug Baldwin is one of my favorite uh, receivers of all time, and he played for the Seahawks. Very underrated. I think he should be a Hall of Famer, but he's probably one of the best slot receivers of all time statistically. Mike Zanino, catcher for the Tampa Bay Rays. We had him on the Mariners, and I still love the guy. He is such a, a powerful hitter, and he's a good defender. He just strikes out a lot. J.P. Crawford for the Mariners is my favorite. He's a gold glove winner, but um, he's just he's not talked about all the time in, in the ranks of like shortstops uh, in the current MLB. And um, I love him so much. And then back to F1, Pierre Gasly, Pierre Gasly. Mm-hmm. Um, I really am impressed with how he drives. And my theory, me and my buddy, John, we were discussing this when Lewis retires after probably next season, we're thinking Pierre is going to go to Mercedes. That guy can drive his ass off. Um, I wasn't super keen on him at first, but I've really, really respected the hell out of him. And and he's kind of just an underdog almost with with AlphaTauri. And when he got kind of downgraded from Red Bull, people kind of thought it was it was over for him or just a flash in the pan sort of. But he's been driving lights out lately. And uh, yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, so I, I like him a lot, too. Um, I, I adore uh, Pierre Gasly, and I, I think that's a good call. Um, uh, Alex and I were talking about that too. Like maybe he could be, um, he could step into Mercedes, but Ooh, um, Russell and Gasly. Oh, I know, man. I know. It would, it would be, it would be hot. Ooh. But I mean, I just need Mercedes to be what Mercedes was, you know, for the last like seven years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, that would definitely, definitely be cool. I, I would love that because I mean, totally. when he went, and he went, when he went into Red Bull, he just wasn't whether he wasn't ready or they didn't give him enough time, I would say it was the latter. I don't think he had enough time. You know, they had, they, they really pushed, uh, you know, he had to get a podium like immediately. And, um, I don't think that that was fair. And so he, he is, he is making it happen, uh, with Alphatari and that's great. But yeah, I would love to see him just fucking beat Red Bull. I mean, I, I love what Red Bull brings to the table and it's, I, I enjoy watching them win constantly, but as a, as a Hamilton fan, I'm not going to lie that I am a little bit sad each and every race. I'm I just know. like, fuck. He'll, <laughs> just, he'll, he'll get I know, it. I know. And, and it's just, honestly, it's just racing. I'm, I'm, I'm no stranger to the heartbreaks that come with racing. And so it, it is what it is. But, and I hate saying it is what it is, but we're, we're not going to talk about Ferrari and Leclerc. I will. That, that put me in such a bad mood for the past, like five weeks and, you know, six pole positions, two victories. Eat a dick, Ferrari. Oh, my God. It's ang- it makes me angry. So. Yeah. No, 100%. Uh, and Jim Laritz was the the person that I was talking about. Oh, uh, OK. With a weird pointy leg. 
Yeah. Oh, I hated it. Drove me crazy. Stanky maybe had maybe had knee problems, but <laughs> it pissed me off. Um. Anyway, I'm glad that I was able to find that. But yeah, oh, I could talk about Formula One all day long. But this is a golfing podcast for crying out loud. Uh, yeah. Um. Let's see here. Where was I? The beginning of Happy Gilmore opens with a home movie. Do you have any home videos from when you were a kid? And have you ever gone back to watch them years later? I don't have them anymore. My sister has them somewhere, but we're not on speaking terms, so she probably has it hidden somewhere or they're probably just destroyed. But uh, yeah, I used to do, we had this little video camera that took little tiny cassettes um, and I used to make my own horror movies or just home home movies in general. One was called The Machete Murders and it was actually really fun. I did a good job with it and had my, my neighbor and my sister in it and my cousin in it. Um, I also used to set up my camera on top of my dresser and I would play CDs and I would sing to them. So I sing a lot of like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Yeah. That was always fun. So it was me just uh, lip syncing to it. I liked that as well as I was a big wrestling fan, professional wrestling. So I used to watch a lot of WWF. It is now called WWE, but I would do my own intros. So that was always fun. Um, I would also wrestle like my cousins and, and film it and just do power bombs and all that kind of stuff and big leg drops and rock bottoms and stone cold stunners. We'd wrestle on the trampoline and it was always cool. Um, but yeah, I, cool. I did a lot of that kind of stuff with video cameras and then just dumb shit with my friends filming, like when my friends would come over and we just laugh on the cameras. I was laughing and laughing. Yeah. My cousin, he came into all of the home videos from like Christmas and, summertime and all that stuff and he's been posting them on youtube so it's been really fun to watch that's pretty you know, awesome. like you know videos that are now almost 40 years old uh it's incredible i'm just like oh my god i remember that christmas you know i remember getting that present and all that stuff so it's it's been a blast and just seeing see, like hearing my grandma's voice again you uh-huh. know makes me cry and and my uncle tom same thing and seeing my parents be like somewhat happy in the same room together it's always yeah. kind of nice too um, and then, of course, the clothing. It's always fun. It's like, wow, yeah. look at that 1984 sweater. Whatever. <laughs> uh, it's always fun. So Look at that Depeche Mode sweater. <laughs> oh, I wish. I absolutely wish. Um, but, yeah, it's always exciting. I. It's one of those things where, um, you know, now we have everything's in the cloud, thank God. But, you know, there's photos that you probably took on your old flip phone that you really wish you had, you know. Or when you come across, like, a Polaroid or something, you're like, fucked from this dance from whatever 1997 or some shit yeah and and that was when polaroids were just like a gimmick you know where you're like wow you guys still have one of those things you know it's kind of cool um i remember uh picking up like a couple of those um anytime they make they remake some sort of polaroid camera for the kids to use i always get one i think they're so fun even if it's like the kind where it spits out and it's like a, like a sticker instead of a photo. It's more of a sticker kind of thing. I love all that stuff. I'll always buy them and just take them to like a party and then just let everyone take their photos and have them with them. I think yeah. it's so much fun. I have a couple around my house right now. In fact, I have one of Bobby that's just out of my reach with her with um, the Rizzo. So cute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I love that stuff. In fact, I would totally be okay just having a photo album with complete strangers from like the 60s or 70s and just kind of flipping through it and just seeing like the cool clothes that they had and stuff like that. I always love that. Why would I want some random black man's photo photo <laughs> yeah. album? Who am I, James, James Franco? Franco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Happy gets a, a sweet endorsement from Subway, Eat Fresh. Uh, what are some of your favorite or least memorable uh, or at least memorable uh, commercials starring athletes? you have any favorites? 
Um, oh yeah, totally. Uh, I don't have any least memorable, but, um, I have most memorable for sure. So like the Michael Jordan, Larry Bird McDonald's one where they play horse or pig, I think, and loser has to buy, um, uh, McDonald's. Yeah, well, there's, there's a pause right. in there. Like what is your favorite or at least one that is most memorable? Maybe you don't enjoy the commercial. You just remember it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So th- these are some of my, some of my favorite ones, but yeah, the Michael Jordan, Larry Bird McDonald's one. And it's like loser buys lunch you know and mm-hmm. they just keep making these ridiculous shots they're yeah like, all right and nothing but net all that yeah, stuff yeah yeah. They're, yeah they're like off the wall off the beam off the the first row of bleachers nothing but net <laughs> love it so much um pretty much any peyton manning commercial because the guy is hilarious and he's so deadpan uh oreos uh nationwide all that kind of stuff but actually my favorite one is the one called peyton manning can sell anything and it's the mastercard one when he's cheering on like random people who are just pushing grocery carts, he's like, yeah, Karen, way to go. Or he's like, cut that meat, cut that meat, you know, just awesome stuff. And he's barbecuing outside of a a bank. He's like, Hey, great job today. Great sell on that or whatever. (laughs) Just super cool. I love that. Uh, There's a really good uh, Nike one with Tiger Woods that when Tiger was out for like a year and a half um, dealing with his whole baby mama drama stuff, uh, the entire league had a bunch of, people who stepped in as number ones and who were winning tournaments because tiger just dominated golf right but when tiger came back so that commercial shows for the first minute all these random dudes winning championships and living the high life and the song is that sunshine lollipops and rainbows and then all the pros who are there they're shaking hands and whoever they're in the locker room and tiger woods walks in and he's like hey guys and they're like Hey, Tiger. And they all just kind of slump down. <laughs> they go, welcome back. <laughs> and it just says Tiger is back, Nike. So I thought that was brilliant. The other Tiger Woods one I remember a lot was back in the early 2000s when he was juggling. It was a Nike one. It showed him juggling with uh, a wedge. And then he hits it up in the air and then just just nails it. I thought that was so cool. We used to do that all the time. Um, an ESPN one with Arnold Palmer where he there's lemonade and then there's iced tea and they're all at lunch. These are the ESPN uh, campus commercials that they always do. And they go to yeah, lunch. Like someone would just be like photocopying or whatever. Like put yep. like a pro player just yeah. in the copy room. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so Arnold Palmer's there with his lunch and he goes to the iced tea, fills it up halfway, then goes to the lemonade, fills it up half- halfway. <laughs> and then his caddy walks away with him and Stuart Scott and Dan and uh, Dan Patrick or something are like, so cool. <laughs> they're like, that was so cool. Um, so he literally makes an Arnold Palmer. I think that was hilarious. And then the old Coors Lights commercials that um, they did for like Jim Mora and Dennis Erickson. Jim Mora was the playoffs, playoffs, you know, that right. one when the Coors Light guys are talking. Like, so, but how do you think about the playoffs or whatever? And he's like, playoffs. <laughs> I thought those <laughs> those ones were really funny. Um, so, yeah, I think that uh, those are the ones that I could remember for the most part. I think sure. Jeff Gordon had one for Fritos, too. Like the Fritos yeah, he had chips. a lot of them. Yeah, yeah that was and, one of his uh, and Pepsi as well. Pepsi yeah. as well. 100%. The Pepsi Frito-Lay. Those were one of his big sponsors. That's funny. There was a... I was speaking of NASCAR commercials. There was one with this guy named Jeremy Mayfield, who is no longer driving. He got busted for like meth or something. But he had a really funny commercial where it was when he was driving for Dodge. And um, and he, he comes pulling up to this girl's house for a date. And he's in his stock car. And he's revving the engine and everything. And then the girl, she's like, just kind of... I don't know, a little bit WT, but whatever. And uh, she she climbs in the car, the car, and she's like, "Hey, Jeremy!" <laughs> it always just made me laugh. And he's like, "Is that '97 Octane you're wearing?" She's like, "Yeah." He's like, "She's like, do you like it?" He's like, 
oh yeah and then he drives away and it's the dumbest fucking commercial ever but i loved it when she said hey jeremy (laughs) it was so funny nice that fucking guy i remember one time uh me and my ex-wife we went to a couple races together and we were in the pit area and he was walking by signing autographs and he was signing something for somebody and then he like looks at her and like smiles and i'm like what get away (laughs) (laughs) Do I have like, yeah. hey, Jeremy? Yeah, well, I, that was the joke. After so, uh, you know, that commercial had already been a thing. And then so I was like, I don't think I like that. <laughs> and, she's, and she's like, hey, Jeremy. And she said it all fun. Like, yeah. He was totally funny. just looking at my, my lady. It was funny. I mean, it was funny. I wasn't like, you know, hey, you know, quit trying to mow my lawn or anything like that. I didn't. I, I just remember looking at him and looking at her and be like, wait, wait a minute now. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Easy. Oh, 100%. Uh, it was it was a very funny and playful moment. But uh, So Shooter plays, uh, you know, a mean prank on Happy, telling him to meet at the ninth green at 9 o'clock. And sadly, Happy is left alone to be greeted by the sprinklers, set to go off at 9 o'clock. And he gets so wet and so angry, and it's sad. Have you ever played a prank on someone where their feelings got hurt? I don't really think so. I... I, I don't I wasn't that much of a, a jerk growing up, but I did used to haze people at work when I was doing uh, when I was a courtesy clerk at, at Albertsons. And what, <laughs> what, what we would do is just tell them, you know, like, oh, hey, so one of the jobs you have to do, too, is you have to go to the Italian dressing bottles and you have to shake them up every hour. Um, if anybody knows Italian dressing, it, all this stuff settles at the bottom because it's, mm-hmm. it's oil and it separates from the other things. So I had this one kid, Andrew, it was funny. I had him shaking every single bottle and I told our grocery one of our grocery managers he was in on it too and he came up to him a little bit later he's like hey man you're doing a really good job he's like don't tell zach but uh, i think we're trying to push him out because you're doing such a good job with this <laughs> so i thought that was really good um we told him later and he, he just started laughing about it he's like i thought it was weird um then another time i told a courtesy clerk to go find headlight fluid um so he was looking all <laughs> over all over the store all over fred meyer for for headlight fluid I'm um, just looking and looking and looking and we were trying not to we were, we were busting up. We were laughing so hard. Um, so, yeah, it was it was good stuff. I just remember like, you know, light hazing. I don't think their feelings got hurt on any of that kind of stuff, but it was just a, a playful thing. It was just a goof. <laughs> OK, man, it's just a goof. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Uh, I remember one time my dad had me put a plastic cup under my arm and then pretend like my hand was broken. And uh, I, my him and my mom were in the kitchen. And I go up to my dad. I'm like, Dad, my hand hurts so bad. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I can fix it. And then he jerks my hand really like far. And then I crush the, the cup <laughs> under my arm. And my mom like freaked out. She's like, what'd you do? She starts hitting my dad with like a spatula. And she's like screaming bloody murder. And um, it was so it was so funny and so shocking. I, I literally forgot to scream when he did it like i was supposed to scream but the crunch was so loud and so real that like i it distracted me and uh i got grounded for doing that That sucks (laughs) i know i I was supposed to go to my buddy's house yeah it was funny she was so mad (laughs) that's that's really funny yeah so try that on somebody 
When my an ex-girlfriend of mine, the same one that broke up with me four times, when I met her mom, we went out to her house for the weekend. Um, she did the the whole thing where she said, Mom, so you know it's impossible to like uh, look at a quarter from under a water bottle. And she's like, what? And so she she put the water bottle there and looked and she's like, I can see it. She goes, no, 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 you have to try it again. And so she like shook the bottle up and put it down. And she goes, well, what do you mean? And then she looks right over the water and squeezes it and it just <laughs> shoots straight up into her face. It was pretty goddamn funny. So I thought that was good. But... Um, and she was she was mad, but more just because we got water everywhere. So I thought, right? Yeah. I hate getting wet. Yeah, I'm like a fucking mogwai, man. I hate this shit. <laughs> like if I'm watching a car, midnight. like like honestly, if I'm watching a car and someone grabs a hose and gets me wet, there will be murders. I I, I hate getting wet. <laughs> Talk about anger issues. I just I hate it when I hate being surprised with water. It pisses me off, and I I am just. I will lose it. I will see red and I will just murder somebody if they get me wet when I wasn't ready. No gasoline fight for you either, too. No, I don't do the I don't do the the gasoline fights. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why it is. I hate just getting wet. I remember one, you know what's funny is I've always hated getting wet. And I remember one time my sister and I were got into a fight and she used to beat the shit out of me because she was four years older <laughs> than me. And then finally I was like in like seventh grade and I was just like strong enough now, maybe eighth grade. And I just picked her up and took her over to the sink and turned on the water. <laughs> I, I had no idea if that was going to make her mad or or what that meant. But I just knew that I hated getting wet. And so that was my punishment for her. So funny. She's like, really? That's all you can conjure up, Saruman? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, as someone that loves showers and like hot tubs, I mean, I like getting wet. I just don't want to be wearing clothes and getting wet. That pisses yeah. me off. I agree. Having a wet shirt or something just sucks. <laughs> Which is why you probably didn't like Washington very much. <laughs> That's why I don't wear shirts anymore. I just go around with my gut hanging out. Can't be doing that, Justin. Oh, I buy yeah. you shirts all the time for your birthdays and the Christmases. So <laughs> <laughs> I wear them over my shoulder. There you Just go. around my head, spent like a helicopter. All right, Petey Pob. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I, Petey Pob, motherfucker? Um, anyway. So there you have it. Um, I forget where I was. Oh, yeah. So what are your top three Adam Sandler movies? This one's difficult because part of me wants to say Punch Drunk Love, but I don't think I've seen it enough to really love it as much. But number one is Happy Gilmore. Easily. Number two, Billy Madison. And number three, The Wedding Singer. Uh, the it's I probably could have switched in um, Big Daddy or really? Uh, I really like Big Daddy or The Waterboy. I love that one a lot, too. But I like Big Daddy quite a bit. I laugh. I laugh a lot at that one. And I think I think between those two and then sure. um, Punch Drunk Love would be the interchangeables. But Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, and The Wedding Singer. All right. Do you have a least favorite? Yes, Jack and Jill. That movie's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> what is this thing? Yeah, yeah it's pretty terrible. The Al Pacino. Somebody, somebody was watching it on the plane. I watched it on the way to New York without any audio. I just was. <laughs> I was watching their their seat. Where they're just shaking their head the whole time and they're like, what am I doing? No, they were into it. Oh, it was man. funny. And then they watched another one after that. Um, I don't know if it's something's got to get. I don't remember what it was. Or just go with it. That's what it was. Just go with it. Where he's like on a vacation with his girlfriend and then like his ex-wife or something is on the trip too. I don't know. I think it's just go with it. Right. I couldn't well, tell you. I'd never seen it. But I've, I, I, I can say that I've seen it now, but without any audio. I just kind of watched it. I was listening to a podcast while I was watching their screen is how that yeah. played out. Makes sense. What are your three Adam Sandler films? Uh, my three would, excuse me, would be uh, Happy Gilmore, uh, Wedding Singer, and Little Nicky. 
I do like Little Nicky. I fucking I love. It's so stupid. It's it has it is funnier than it has any right to be. But I fucking laugh so goddamn much. I think it's so funny. Uh, and I, I don't I don't know about least favorite. I um I know that the Uncut Gems movie. Uh, it's not that it was a bad movie. I just hated watching it. It was a, a very stressful movie. It was His very character stressful. makes a lot of bad choices, <laughs> and it was just hard to enjoy. Like there was no joy in that movie whatsoever. So that one might be my least favorite, just from a a joyless experience. Right. You know? I, I agree. I had a hard time watching. I saw it once, and I don't really ever need to see it again. <laughs> it's hardcore, dude. Yeah. It is a, it is definitely a movie that I hope I never have to watch again. That's for sure. But like, I mean, the acting was great and everything, but it was just the whole story was was hard to wrap my head around. Everybody just never, yells all the damn time. Yeah, and I've never seen somebody just self destruct like that before. Mm. It is hard to watch. Didn't like it. So, what are your final thoughts and letter grade for Happy Gilmore, your favorite Adam Sandler movie? Oh, yeah. This one's an A+, and it's not a a wonderful movie in the sense of how it's made or anything like that, but it's just pinnacle of comedy for me. Um, I think it's interesting because we talk about how comedy is hard and to do now because it hasn't things haven't aged well or there's a more PC culture. There's not really much in this movie that's offensive necessarily. Maybe a couple things here and there, but this could easily it withstands the test of time, much much akin to Tommy Boy and Dumb and Dumber, right? Those aren't movies that some of the 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 humor's real edgy and you're like, "Oh, you couldn't get away with that now." Uh, I mean, in your, we were talking about the swearing too. They don't swear as much in this movie as as you'd think. So, I it yeah, was and um, when they do it's bleeped. And yeah. it's not even like you know, real honest to goodness, like no, swearing. They say yeah. ass and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I it's an A plus for me. I love this movie so much. Uh, like I said, I watched it today and it was just basically on the background. But I mean, I, I think I re I watched this at least a month ago. Uh, it's it's I feel like it's always on Netflix, too. It's just a fantastic movie. I love it so much. Mm hmm. And his love interest is like the same age. She's beautiful, uh, mm-hmm. Claire Claire Dunphy. Yeah, she um, she's aged so well, and she's hilarious too. In Modern Family, she's so funny. I think in the um, once the two thousands started, he started dating his wives or whatever. Were getting younger and younger. <laughs> Adam Sandler's older. wife. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, in his movies? Yeah, yeah. Oh, in the movies. okay, yeah, yeah. So, like, the love interest in the movies were always getting younger and younger as he got older and older. Mm-hmm. That makes Which sense. Is, it's fine. It's just the way the world works. It sucks for um, aging actors out there that want roles that can't get them because they're going to younger people. But um, what can you do? Exactly. Go to the nearest internet and complain, I suppose. <laughs> you are the ones who are the, <laughs> the ball <laughs> yeah, lickers. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, what's the knife? We're gonna have cake or something. <laughs> so funny. Oh, anyway, yeah, I'm with you, man. I give this movie an A. Uh, I guess an A plus if I'm with you technically. Uh, definitely enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. I I thought it was gonna be hard for me to watch because this was like Casino. This was a not Casino. Uh, Goodfellas. This was a movie that I watched uh, on the same day that I had lost. Um, a fur baby and uh i remember i needed a laugh and i watched happy gilmore to do it because i was so sad and devastated after losing my cat and uh this movie definitely helped but it is not uncommon for me to when i watch happy gilmore that i think about my little mr kitty oh 
you know, sad. But that's it for me, man. That's all I got. Cool. Well, thank you for listening to the Don't Be Crazy podcast. Remember to follow us on Twitter at DBCrazyPod, at EdgyArmo, and at ZachDale60, where you can share your thoughts with us and we will discuss them on our show. You can even tell us what movie you think we should watch for our next episode. Make sure you subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, and please, if you, if you kindly would, leave us a five-star review. Additionally, we are also available on every other major podcast app. Thank you for listening, and please, don't be crazy. Thank you so much.